I V M. Hello, welcome, Khushamadid. You are hearing the note with me, Mahro Khinayat. At a time when three former chief ministers of the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir have been charged under the Public Safety Act, there are hardly any voices coming out of the valley, except for this one lone voice that has resonated not just across the country but internationally, that of the daughter. A former Chief Minister of Jammu and Kashmir, Mehbooba Mufti, her daughter Iltaja Mufti, and she is with me on the note. Thank you, Iltaja, for joining me on such short notice. And I must start at the very outset to say that uh, you have been an incredibly straightforward voice from Kashmir at a time when everybody is choosing their words. I think you have come out as a breath of fresh air, not just that, and also. Someone who passionately feels about Kashmir and doesn't spare her words—has that been tough for you? To be honest, yes. I feel like you know, since my mother's incarceration, it's been like a you know double catastrophe for my family, for us, and I feel like I've been thrown into the deep end because I'm a very private person and I've never given a single interview. I didn't know what a live interview, how to do it, you know, who to speak to in the media. So yes, I feel like I was thrown into the deep end, and for me, it was like either you know I sink or I swim. So yes, I would say that it was tough, and you know the current atmosphere in the country is such, Maru, that if you speak up, you're instantly termed or you know berated as an anti-national if you speak against the government. So you know I would definitely say that this hasn't been easy. It's been full of challenges for me, you know, to do what I've been doing for the past seven months now. But you know, um, it's been more than six months now since the abrogation of Article Three Seventy. How has life changed for you? Well, you know, I think for every everybody from Jammu and Kashmir, I won't say just Kashmiris. You know, I think that I narrow it down by just saying Kashmiri. I think for every resident of Jammu and Kashmir, life has completely changed. You know, you have abnormal is the new normal. I would say, you know, and there is. This very strange template for normalcy. If you were to ask me, you know, meeting my mother in jail has become my normal. You know, having to being frisked before I meet my mother has become the new normal. Being manhandled on my grandfather's death anniversary has become the new normal. And I think for all of us from Jammu and Kashmir, there's been this tremendous psychological crisis, and obviously we've been kind of like crippled financially as well. And it's taken a toll on all of us emotionally, physically, financially. So, you know, as a Kashmiri, I feel terribly. But tell me something. You just mentioned that you have uh, met uh, Miss Mufti, and I refer to your mother. Uh, we've seen one recent photograph of Mr. Omar Abdullah where he has grown a beard and he's looking mm-hmm. nearly all white. How is uh, Mrs. Mufti doing? And um, what is she saying? Have you got a chance to really have a conversation with her? I mean, uh, of course, when I meet her, our conversations revolve around family. I would say family is like twenty percent, eighty percent is politics and what's happening. You see, when a person is in solitary confinement, Maruk, whoever that person is going to meet, they'll want as much information as possible, you know, because all of a sudden you're confined to this tiny room and your contact with the outside world is shut. I mean, of course, she has access to a television, but human contact. 
you know human interaction is something else my mother uh, you know she's doing fine she's got great strength in fact you and i were just talking and i was telling you that she's a very stubborn person so touchwood alhamdulillah she has great inner spirit and you know um we've deliberately made it a point that her pictures don't come out in the press because i feel like it might trivialize her detention and i think whatever's happened is very serious and i don't want to trivialize any aspect of it but you you're using her um uh, twitter account for many of our listeners who might not know uh, iltija has taken on the onus of tweeting on behalf of her mother mehbooba mufti how have you managed to do that how have you tried to you know in a way uh, try and uh, give voice to what perhaps uh, mehbooba mufti would be feeling right now or is this a younger version a, a junior mehbooba mufti talking oh no i think i think i'm so much more different from my mother i i am quite like fiery and i feel like i'm as feisty as she is but in a lot of ways our opinions don't match and we have so many arguments even at home you know at the end of the day she's my mother but i think we also like agree to disagree on a lot of things but the reason why i decided to run her handle maruk was not to voice her opinion but to talk about the overall situation in kashmir you know as you just mentioned Five minutes ago, there are hardly any voices that are emanating from the valley. You know, genuine voices that are talking about how crippling this shutdown has been. You know, following the scrapping of Article Three Seventy, and I have to tell you that one of the first notes that my mother wrote to me was that please don't tweet because she was told that. if your daughter tweets you know we can throw her into jail and we'll charge her you know for impersonating you and that's just so ridiculous and so stupid but i am also my mother's daughter and so you know i felt like what i was doing was not wrong and i used the handle you know to not like indulge in like spreading rumors or hatred or just negativity but try to give an insight you know it's it's kind of like a window to what's happening in the state right now I read one of your interviews and you mentioned that you actually sent a note to Mrs Mehbooba Mufti in a rolled chapati is that true No so actually what happened was that because these people you know I would say you know Zoy for Zalim J for Jallad Jeems for Jallad Zoy for Zalim if I have to describe this government I'll say Zoy for Zalim Jeems for Jallad what happened is that when they took my mother uh, they made sure that she would not be able to communicate with us and this went on for like you know a good month and they literally wanted to break her emotionally so we had to come up with our own jugaad i think if you're an indian or a pakistani jugaad runs through our veins you know you will always circumvent these rules and you know what i'm trying to say so basically what happened is that my mom sent me a note which we found in a tiffin box and you know when it came down to writing a reply i wrote a reply but at the end i was worried i thought my god how do we send this because you know all her stuff whatever we sent was being checked double checked triple checked so suddenly my grandmother came out with this idea she said listen why don't you do one thing write it and give it to me and you know i followed my grandmother into the kitchen and she took the a4 size note that i wrote she took that paper and she folded it into a square i think 10 20 times and then she put it into a transparent cover and she rolled it inside a chapati and we had basically you know our helper who would go to give this tiffin to my mother we told him that you just tell her that eat the chapati carefully so i communicated with her like this oh for the God. next uh, yeah mm-hmm. about 
three, four weeks, that's how we communicated with each other. So that was my way of getting a jugaad around, you know, whatever they were trying to do. Let me ask you, you said that a lot of people who are currently in the rest of the country, who seem to be satisfied with the abrogation of Article 370, or really might not really have an opinion per se. Yeah. There are some who say it's a good decision and who would mm-hmm. uh, naturally be critical of the stand that you have taken. But by mm-hmm. and large, most of the people have spoken out against the illegal detention of not just your mother, but the other political leaders. Mm-hmm. What has been the reaction that you have got in Kashmir? Baruk, first of all, if you don't mind, like I just want to say a little about what, you know, the first part of your question was. You said that they feel that whatever has happened is okay. You see, abrogation of 370, whether it was, it should have been done or not is a separate question. But the way it was done was illegal. And you kind of like violated the constitution, which is like a holy scripture in our country. So I feel that something is terribly wrong if you endorse the way they did it. Anyways, moving on, you're asking me about the response of like the average Kashmiri. The average Kashmiri has so much anger towards mainstream politicians because they feel vindicated. They feel that you went with BJP, you believed in the idea of India and this is what you got. And let's not, you know, um, be deluded. There is an overwhelming sentiment amongst Kashmiris right now about, you know, being dissatisfied with this country. They feel terribly let down. So a lot of them feel like, you know, my mother, you know, uh, got punished for siding with India. And I think for the rest of the country, this is not something that they should celebrate because essentially what you've done is that you've removed the buffer between the country and, you know, Jammu and Kashmir. So I'm going to ask you, do you in retrospect, not as a politician, since you're not one, but as somebody who's closely linked to a very strong political party from the Valley, do you feel that it was the right decision to ally with the BJP? You know, sometimes uh, when you see decisions in hindsight, you're like, you know what, this didn't work out. But Maru, I think what matters the most and is of paramount importance is the intention. You see, they did not have a wrong intention to begin with, but was it a bad decision? Of course it was. When I look in hindsight and retrospect, I mean, this was a terrible decision. BJP and PDP were like oil and water. You know, they never mixed. But I mean, look at the state of politics in India right now, Maruk. You're seeing states where SP, BSP are coming together. Shiv Sena and NCP have come together along with Congress. So you see, it's very tough. Regional politics is a different ball game altogether, Maruk. In a mm-hmm. state like Damu and Kashmir, where your mandate is so fragmented, you cannot just ignore the mandate of a crucial part of your state and say to hell with it, I'm I'm going to ignore this. I think my grandfather had that kind of like vision where he did not want to disrespect the mandate of his own people. But did it work out? No, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, talking of uh, the mandate of the people, right? Uh, soon after Article 370, many pundits, many political pundits said that it's going to be a while till democracy is kind of reinstated in the valley. Earlier this month, there was a decision taken by the chief electoral officer who said that panchayat elections are going to happen, even though that decision has now been postponed. But there was an mm-hmm. eagerness across all political parties, from the PDP to the National Conference and the Congress, saying that they want to take part as long as their detained leaders are released. I'm saying, where is this willingness mm-hmm. come to take part in elections when there is so much anger, as you yourself say, on the ground? Who's going to come mm-hmm. out and vote? Mm-hmm. Or is it that that election is being seen as separate from uh, the abrogation yeah. of Article 370? 
well maruk uh, my our political party my mother's political party didn't issue uh, any statement of this sort i think you're talking about the national conference right you see what no even certain sections of, of the pdp yeah. also kind of agreed yeah. that the election should happen yeah i mean look at some point that debate has to start you have to understand that mainstream politics in kashmir or any form of politics in kashmir has been in deep freeze mode since august you know in a state where there's already you know a kind of like a tendency towards separatism towards radicalization i think it's a disaster if you just lock up all the politicians and you see the, this could be a way this could be a tactic of putting pressure on the administration to l- release all these leaders but i don't see the point of these elections i mean after what they've done the way they've violated our rights it just doesn't make sense to talk about elections right now our economy has been completely crippled and we're in such a bad state i think elections shouldn't even be anybody's priority right now you know there has to be an in, uh, you know instant reengagement with the people of jammu and kashmir because that gap that trust deficit is only increasing with every passing day iltaja why wouldn't you you're already a political voice why would you not want to join politics it seems to be the natural progression because i've seen what it is maruk and i've seen you know how toxic how dirty it gets you know and hats off to my mother hats off to every you know woman who's in this field in today's day and age i mean i've seen how toxic and you know it it's given me so much anxiety these past 7 months and i don't want people to trivialize it i've seen my mother work so hard you know a good politician is not just somebody who gives good interviews you know you need to have that grassroots connect with like a kashmiri with your party worker and i don't think if if i'm the right person you know to begin with i don't even know how to speak full kashmiri so i think i would be a complete misfit <laughs> well that i don't think would make you a misfit there are many within the political mainstream in kashmir who can't speak the language very well anyways both your mother and uh, mr umar abdullah yeah. have been sworn political rivals right over the years fighting elections yeah. belonging to two different dynasties political dynasties and parties both of them today yeah. face a similar fate do you see them coming out and this is just a uh, i want to you know rack your brains and see what how you answer do you see them coming out and fighting against each other is that a possibility or will that uh, politician in them come out once they're out of uh, you know this detention you know i'm going to answer this question as a kashmiri and not as mehbooba mufti's daughter i think when i think about this whole crisis the only silver lining is that maybe for a change everybody in the valley everybody in jammu and kashmir will be on the same page you know and i think the first priority for nc or pdp should be to secure the future of their own people instead of fighting amongst themselves between themselves pointing fingers and being at each other's throats if that can happen well and good but if it can't well then you know too bad what can i say but you know i i think all of jammu and kashmir wants these regional parties to come together and you know instead of just being engaged in like that you know political rivalry because right now people feel like they've been left in the lurch and someone has to come and kind of like rescue them you see there is anger against the mainstream but people also realize that you know these are their own leaders these are their own people so i just hope and i just pray that like when they come out it's not your usual you know nc did this pdp did, pdp did this i hope they can find a common ground and articulate you know the concerns of the people to the rest of the country 
finally, Iltaja, the BJP government at the center, their stand has consistently been, and many governments before that, that Kashmir is an internal issue for the country. But after the abrogation of Article 370, we've seen the issue being internationalized like pretty much never before. Where is the solution according to you? Oh my God, I think I'm a complete like radical liberal if you ask me. If you were to ask me, I would give you an answer which would, you know, people would call me an anti-national. But I think that Jammu and Kashmir will be solved only if you give it more autonomy and, you know, kind of like let it be a part of India. But at the same time, let us be semi-autonomous, you know, and where you kind of like make borders irrelevant. You see, Kashmir has a very rich culture. We have these amazing influences from Iran, from, you know, Central Asia. And that happened because we used to have trade routes which would go extensively through these countries. And I think the only way of making Jammu and Kashmir what it truly used to be and make, you know, make sure that we realize our true potential is by making borders irrelevant, you know, and kind of like throwing it open for trade and just letting it be semi-autonomous. But in my mind, I think that would be the ideal solution. But you don't have a leader with that kind of a vision who would want to implement something like that. So, yeah, I think that's what they should do. But the government has obviously tied itself up in knots. They say it's an internal matter, but then they get diplomats, they get envoys, and then they say, no, it is an internal matter when another diplomat comes and she doesn't endorse their view. So I think it's very embarrassing for India, Maharuk. We've cultivated so much soft power over the decades, and this has been done with so much hard work. Just to increase, consolidate their vote bank, BJP is really ruining the image and the reputation of this country. It seems like it's you know irreversible damage so that's what concerns me a lot for speaking your mind and for not mincing your words iltija mufti thank you so much for speaking to me on the note thank you for having me maruk if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are at the rate IVM podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to me, I'm Maharu Khinayat on Twitter and Maharu Khinayat on Instagram as well. <laughs>